Welcome to our next lesson in our Old Testament Bible History series. In this lesson, Moses is still high up on Mount Sinai, and God continues to give instructions to Moses. But in this story, it will be about the priests who are going to serve the Lord and the people in the tabernacle. So, this is Lesson 35, A Priest for the People. You can follow along in Exodus chapter 28, 29, and 31. Before we continue with the story, I have a question for you. When is the last time you have done some painting? I mean, painting a wall or a room in your house. I remember having to paint a wall that was damaged and had a hole in it. I carefully removed the damaged part, fixed it with a patch, smoothed it out, sanded it, painted over it and over, and covered the damage. With sin, though, you cannot just get some paint and cover it over. Sin is really serious. In this lesson, see if you can find out what covers sin so well that even God is pleased with it. God sets apart Aaron with his four sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, to be his priests in the tabernacle. Holy clothing will be made for them to match the holiness of the tabernacle. Their clothing will match the tabernacle and its glory and in its beauty. Aaron will be the high priest, the spiritual leader of Israel. Let's look together at the special clothing that God wanted the high priest to wear. First is the ephod. The ephod was a sleeveless outer garment that covered the priest from the waist up. It was made of beautiful blue, purple, and scarlet linen. Expensive and beautiful gold thread could be seen through this entire vest. A girdle or belt made of the same materials tied it all together at the waist. It was made up of a front and a back piece that were held together at the shoulders with braided golden chains. On each of the shoulder pieces was a stone, an onyx stone. Each stone would have six of the tribe names on it. It was as if the priest carried the entire nation of Israel on his shoulders. Next is the breastplate. It was made of the same material as the ephod, and then it was attached to the ephod with four golden chains. You couldn't miss this item of the priest's clothing because it was placed right over his heart, and its setting of gold there was so special, and on that setting of gold were four rows of three precious jewels. Each of those stones had one of the names of the tribes of Israel engraved on it. 
This breastplate was a symbol for the entire nation. God designed it this way on purpose. The high priest and his clothing pointed to the Lord Jesus in very beautiful and special ways. Just as Aaron stood in the place of the whole nation of Israel when he performed his work as a priest, so it was with the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus stood in the place of his church when he did the work of sacrificing himself for his people. He still stands in their place for them when he continually prays for them. Aaron carried the onyx stones with the names of the tribes on his shoulders. He carried the precious jewels with the names of the tribes on the breastplate close to his heart. So too, the Lord Jesus carried the burden of the sins of his people, but he also keeps them in love close to his heart. The breastplate was folded double so that it formed a bit of a pouch. And inside that pouch were placed the Urim and Thummim. These names mean light and perfection. The Urim and Thummim were used to learn what God's will was in very difficult situations. Next was the blue robe that was worn underneath the ephod. This robe was formed out of one piece of fabric and had no sleeves and reached down to the knees. This was also a special piece of clothing because it had pomegranate fruits embroidered onto it. Also, there were small golden bells attached to this blue robe. As the high priest moved and performed his work inside the tabernacle, the people outside could not see him, but they could hear the bells on this blue robe. The people could listen to the ringing of these bells inside the holy place and thank God for allowing a priest to serve for them. They could thank God for accepting their sacrifice. Next, the high priest was also to wear a mitre or a sort of turban. Attached to this mitre was a golden plate with the words, Holiness to the Lord. The high priest was dedicated and set apart for God's holy service. Aaron's sons were also to serve as priests, and they were to receive special clothing as well. They would receive white linen coats, belts, and turbans to wear. All of the priests, including the high priest Aaron, were to wear linen underclothes as a first layer of clothing. You maybe have the question, how could these sinful men serve in the presence of a holy God? Because when something sinful comes near God, it cannot survive because God is so holy and pure. God wonderfully provided a way. And those instructions come to Moses in chapter 29. Let's watch as Moses obeys these instructions. Moses first collects some items together. 
then washes Aaron and his sons with water at the door of the tabernacle. After that, he dresses Aaron and his sons in their priest clothing. Next, he takes some special anointing oil and pours it over Aaron's head. Aaron was anointed. This means to be set apart and made ready for this special holy task of serving as the high priest. Now, a bull animal is brought forward, and Aaron and his sons put their hands upon the animal's head. Moses kills the bull, collects the blood, and puts it upon the horns of the altar, and pours the rest of the blood beside the altar. Some of the animal was burned on the altar, and some outside of the camp boundaries. The next animal was a ram, and sacrificed the same way as the first animal. This ram was prepared and completely burned on the altar. The third animal, another ram, was also sacrificed after Aaron and his sons placed their hands on its head. This time, the ram's blood was placed on the priest's right ear, their right thumb, and the large toe of their right foot. Then the blood was sprinkled over those beautiful garments that they were dressed in. God is showing through this that blood is able to cover up sin. Whatever the blood touched became holy. Now these priests have blood on them and are holy. They are now ready to do their work as priests in God's service. God shows us here that the only way sin can be covered is by blood. The rest of the preparations of the altar lasted an entire week, and only then were the priests ready to begin the daily ritual of offering a sacrifice every morning and every evening. God tells Moses that after all of this is complete, I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. After all of these instructions, God tells Moses that it was always his plan to dwell among them. And that is why he saved them out of Egypt and slavery. After this, God points out to Moses which men shall be put in charge of building the temple. God clearly outlines for Moses that he wants the people to rest on the Sabbath, to not do any work of building the tabernacle. The seventh day was a day that was holy to the Lord, a day of rest and worship that was to be a sign between Israel and God forever. Now let's read together in verse 18. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. God gives Moses two stone tables with the Ten Commandments written on them. What is the importance of this 
office of the priest for us today? Very simply, the priesthood pointed towards the work of Jesus Christ, who is the perfect high priest. Let's look at five ways that the Lord Jesus is the perfect example of a high priest. First, it is amazing that God chose a high priest from among the Israelites. He didn't send an angel or some special looking man from another culture. But with Aaron, the people could say, he is one of us. The Lord Jesus did not take on the nature of angels, but of man. Let's read in Hebrews 2 verse 17. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. Second, Aaron could understand how the people felt. He knew about their sins, about their struggles, their failures, their temptations, and their sorrows. He was just like them. He would really feel for them when he put his hands on the head of the animal to be sacrificed. When he went into the holy place to put incense on the altar, he really carried along the needs of his people in prayer. Well, the Lord Jesus knew what it was to be hungry, lonely, tempted to feel sorrow. He knew every sorrow that his brethren knew. Succor is a word that means to come to the aid of someone. Let's read in Hebrews 2 verse 18. For in that he, Jesus, himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Third, Aaron was alone, the only one standing in between Israel and God. He brought sacrifices to God for the people. He went into the holy place and offered incense on the altar for the people. With the clothing that symbolically covered his own sin, Aaron stood between the sinful people and the holy God. The Lord Jesus also did this work, but perfectly. He was alone between his Father and between sinners. His human nature was the holy sacrifice, and his divine nature was the altar. Let's read in Hebrews 9, verse 26. Now once in the end of the world hath Christ appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Fourth. Remember the blood that was placed on Aaron's ear, thumb, and toe? Remember it was sprinkled upon his high priest clothing? This showed he also needed to have his own sin taken away before he could serve as priest for the people. Christ was far better. He had no sin to be taken away. Let's read in Hebrews 7 verse 26. For such a high priest became us, who is holy, 
harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Fifth, only Aaron alone could bring the incense to the altar in the holy place. Also, the Lord Jesus is the only one who can offer our gifts to God. Let's read in Hebrews 13, verse 15. By him, Jesus, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. In this lesson, we have seen many details about the priesthood in Israel and about the high priest. There's a lot of detail there and it can be quite difficult with, maybe it feels like a lot of things to remember. But if we have to remember only one thing, it's that the whole priesthood in Israel was to show sinful Israel how they could approach a holy God. Believers could see at the time of Moses in the high priest and in his clothing, some characteristics of that great high priest, Jesus Christ. So this entire story points us to the perfect high priest, the Lord Jesus. In our next lesson, we're going to see how Israel rebels against God while they're waiting for Moses to come down from the mount.